quick one if you'd like to support us on our journey to a thousand please do consider subscribing or following this podcast wherever it is you're listening to this thank you what if i told you that you don't need to have been that 10 year old entrepreneur in school that made thousands of pounds selling sweets in the school playground in order to be successful as an entrepreneur in later life Carlia certainly didn't have any aspirations to become an entrepreneur growing up and in fact went to university to study philosophy, politics and economics because she thought she wanted to go into politics and well, that's what politicians study. But along the way and after a culmination of experiences that she went through from childhood all the way up to university, she had a change of heart and decided that she wanted to become an entrepreneur. So she ended up founding Jammy, which is a discount card and a marketplace for black British businesses. In this interview with Carlia, she talks about her journey and how she actually founded her business and some of the key lessons that she's learned along the way. So tune in, you won't be disappointed. But that's that for now. This is 1000 Voices and without further ado, we have Carlia Ismail. I love what you do. So yeah. So before we kick off, do you mind just giving us a quick introduction, you know, who you are and the work that you do? Yeah, definitely. So I'm the co-founder of Jammy, which it's a marketing. Yeah, I, I just woke woke up from an. Just <laughs> recently, it's a market. Yeah, it's a marketplace for black makers and creators in the U. So, it's years ago now. Back in August 2016, first wave of the Black Lives Matter movement. Essentially, we just wanted to create something, people to take that energy that they're wanting to do something and to be part of, um, and giving people a way to basically support black-owned business, make it super easy for them. So to um encouraging from them on a regular basis just have it inspired by traumatic um or images and have it be something uh feel really positive about by um but also it's real levels of change like think on a regular basis so they have to be done and and that's uh mission that we we had but we uh like i said we're a marketplace now we also do pop and we um all collaborations with brand partners just to kind of leap further um yeah and what's interesting about your business is that you're working specifically black black british businesses sorry looking back at your childhood do you say you had that sense of identity by yourself you know that black british identity yeah always always drilled into me child like my dad so i'm, I'm so my my dad is uh lucia my mom's english my dad um, said to me like you're black that's who you are you're black and for him Bamsey, he was like you're black and you're from he's like you're not you know you're not like you're from here and that the culture is different the community kind of be proud of that and um ways have been like yeah i'm black british i'm black british. and it's always kind of um always had when i was growing up my my dolls my books had black characters in them i was born in 93 so my and it was just my mum was scouring the shopping for um things and to me she was a nursery teacher so she knew so she made sure that i had all the dolls she made sure that everywhere i looked images that reflected me and reflected part of my identity interesting they must your mom must have had to look really, really stuff hard. <laughs> so that. now something that you know a black doll or a book or a backpack or anything Shh, i wish you had this when you were younger yeah yeah i can imagine the family dynamic like did you grow up with um like that as well yeah i've got a younger that's for jammy as well ah for business then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. your early career ambitions as well when you were young um i mean to be honest i was, um, <laughs> i cannot <laughs> say um but i didn't really have ambitions to be honest i kind of I had no um around the time tv general lectures around 20 kind of realized that i wanted to do related to like social impact like wow this country is not going the thought 
it should be going like around this time that uh uni fees got uh, ema got uh removed it, it was just a lot and i was like what in this life you really have to be the you can't be relying on, on other people you kind of knew that from from when i was kids, but um i didn't have a specific path in mind only kind of when i got to uni when i realized you know small business that is a route that i could go me even then i wasn't thinking oh that will be the the founder of the business i just thought work for a business like that is really impactful interesting as well because you hear a lot of when you hear like entrepreneurs and you hear some of their stories and they're like five years old I used to open up my kids in the school playground they seem like they just been doing this thing for him <laughs> like... honestly and, that, and so for a long time I was like you know oh I can't be an entrepreneur been an entrepreneur because I wasn't I didn't shop and because I wasn't hustling for money in all of these ways so for a long time it's clearly like it's not for me but first of all that's silly um and these I've always hustled, always been prepared to work hard for the things that I've um, I've always been persistent. I've always perfect. <laughs> I cannot think. Um, but I didn't really have ambitions, to be honest. I kind of had no idea. Um, around the time TV, general electricists around 20, I kind of realised that I wanted to do related to, like, social impact. Like, wow, this country is not going the thought it should be going. Like, around this time that uh, uni fees got, uh, EMA got uh, removed. It, it was just a lot. And I was like, what? In this life, you really have to be the. You can't be relying on on other people. You kind of knew that from from when I was kids, but um, I didn't have a specific path in mind. Only kind of when I got to uni, when I realised, you know, small business that is a route that I could go. I Me mean, even then, I wasn't thinking, oh, that will be the the founder of the business. I just work for a business like that is really impactful. Interesting as well, because you hear a lot of when you hear like entrepreneurs and you hear some of their stories, and they're like. Five years old, I used to open up my kids in the school playground. They seem like they just been doing this thing for him. <laughs> like... Honestly, and, that, and so for a long time, I was like, you know, oh, I can't be an entrepreneur. Been an entrepreneur because I wasn't, I didn't shop, and because I wasn't hustling for money in all of these ways. So for a long, no, it's clearly like it's not for me. But first of all, that's silly. Um, and these, I've always hustled, always been prepared to work hard for the things that I, um, I've always been persistent. I've always persistent is the trait that an entrepreneur needs. So you've been always overconfident in two, those two things. That you need. <laughs> bit delu- yeah. A bit of delusion. <laughs> so, you know, I feel yeah, that people, whoever craft they're in, whether that's entrepreneurship, sports, music, whatever they're doing, yeah, you get really, really successful. I feel like you yourself, like yeah. some people might think it's arrogance, but you've got to think I can do it. I can do it. If you don't believe in yourself, you know, who else is going to believe in you? No. It, you have to be, and you have to be delusional. Like, you know, when you look at people like, yeah. oh, oh love, I was love just thinking about him. You know, like to achieve great things, you have to really push through self of the people and, and all of these things. Just constantly hold yourself in a box and you'll be frightened to kind of put your head above anything different. So you absolutely, that kind of like, it's not out for me. I don't think it's is when it starts to affect other people, people down. You always are the people, but you and yourself, you have. I can do this. Fact, like if I, um, like what will kind of keep you going and I'm wrong, you will kind of. That's what will help you realize it's okay. They're not going to take it personal to do this, so I'm just going to keep going. That fact, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Kanye documentary on Netflix. I'm half. I'm half oh, okay. I like yeah. the first. Got a bit more focused on. I don't. Want to, I like it a lot anyway. And then you really like when you were younger as well. This guy believed in his yeah. producer. They weren't trying to. weren't trying to. They weren't respecting him as a rapper. He knew what he wanted. Knew what he was about. Where the guy I can't remember who it was was asking him for free. 
And he was like, impossible. No, that's not going to happen. I got, I got to get paid for my work. I believe in, you know, how good my work is. Pay me what I'm worth. Um, but yeah, he's strong, strong conviction. An easy example, but I feel like people who are successful that they're in, uh, you've got to believe anyway to get to mm. the top. Where, where would you say level of conviction come from for yourself? Oh, definitely my my dad and all his family members, they're all a bit... They're all the self-doubt among them, honestly, like assured people, um, you know, and and it's great. This meant that I've been obviously inherited that I've inherited it. I mean, don't get me wrong, like bit like I'm always like question like that kind of baseline level. Nah, it's all gonna work out in the end. Like definitely come from from yeah. him and from <laughs> Yeah. And you mentioned sixteen years old, yeah, when you decided that your social kind of entrepreneur social you know you wanted to do something yeah. what was it about that? why why social at that age why do you well it was because like in uh the financial crisis that was around that time the financial labor was out the Tories were i like it a lot anyway and then you really like when you were younger as well this guy believed in his yeah. producer they weren't trying to weren't trying to they weren't respecting him as a rapper he knew what he wanted he knew what he was about where the guy i come who was was asking him for free and he was like, impossible. No, mm -hmm. that's not going to happen. I got, I got to get paid for my work. I believe in, you know, how good my work is. Pay me what I'm worth. Um, but yeah, he's strong, strong conviction. An easy example, but I feel like people who are successful that they're in, uh, you've got to believe anyway to get to mm -hmm. the top. Where, where would you say level of conviction come from for yourself? Um, oh, definitely my, my dad and all his family members. They're all a bit... <laughs> like, <but I> mean, <laughs> yeah. They're all the self-doubt among them, honestly, like assured people, um, you know, and and it's great. This meant that I've been obviously inherited that I've inherited it. I mean, don't get me wrong, like bit like I'm always like question like that kind of baseline level. Nah, it's all gonna work out in the end. Like definitely come from from yeah. him and from his <laughs> Yeah. And you meant sixteen years old, yeah, when you decided that your social kind of entrepreneur social. You know you wanted to do something. Yeah. What was it about that? Why, why social at that age? Why do you? Well, it was because like, in uh, the financial crisis that was around that time, the financial labor was out, the Tories were in charity, and it was like, oh, my uni fees are being tripped. Education maintenance allowance is gone. Like everything kind of, and at the time I was just like, just felt to me like this was pushing a huge agenda. It wasn't. I mean, obviously, it was they had no money, but like it was an illicit opportunity to push a huge agenda to women's spending um, of um, people on. And I was like, that is dead wrong. That is that is that is just wrong. That is that is so unjust. And they've um, since barely done anything to resolve. Um, and so, obviously, right now, cost of living is increasing, but quality of life for for most people has just been on the decline since. Um, because they don't care. Always had that sense of like, needs to be enough organisation are economically powerful and represent enough of minority communities in the UK that. that and I, I don't just mean ethnic minority. Kind of, you know, my, minority. You know, uh, people from cities are always overlooked in the UK. Like, you know, back in twenty ten, like the north of England crying out for economic support and they were getting ignored. Um, all sorts of groups they they need presentation so that they just kind of get overlooked or on the political playing field when the black lives matter movement took off so i've always been very aware um like i said my family were kind of like proudly black it instilled in me this pride and in, in black me very aware of of 
So when the Black Lives Matter movie got speed the first time around, seeing new things, <laughs> I was just like, I'm shocked. I was just, what on earth is going on? That Cade, this is happening. Like there is some sort of movement and to um, sort of the political, the social, the economic, um, the black community globally. Clearly not enough is happening. And, and, and so our need is obviously political, but we really need the economic, we really need powerful organizations that can stress um, and stand up things that really matter to us as a community even when you know people aren't talking about it it's not not fair to be dependent upon young being slain in the street or any or anyone injustice happening to anyone us to finally get attention uh, for the issues that we've been talking generations um, it's not fair that it happens to you and it's not ha us as a community who ends up being so um, having to get overlooked or on the political playing field when the Black Lives Matter movement took off. So I've always been very aware. Um, like I said, my family were kind of like proudly black. It instilled in me this pride in, in black me very aware of. of so when the Black Lives Matter movement up speed the first time around, seeing new things, <laughs> I was just like, I'm shocked. I was just, what on earth is going on? That Cade, this is happening. Like there is some sort of movement and to um, sort of the political, the social, the economic, um, the black community globally. Clearly not enough is happening. And, and, and so our need is obviously political, but we really need the economic, we really need powerful organizations that can stress um, and stand up things that really matter to us as a community even when you know people aren't talking about it it's not not fair to be dependent upon young being slain in the street or any or anyone injustice happening to anyone us to finally get attention uh, for the issues that we've been talking generations um, it's not fair that it happens to you and it's not us as a community who ends up being so having to explain the same time and time again um it, that was kind of like i, I kind of that's kind of why i was that i think it's support black owned businesses and put their money into that really um I'm... yeah yeah you know the young black children getting uh, i think i've heard anyone i could think of, and it just it sounds definitely like you know because usually you often hear talk about knife crime and I don't, I don't necessarily believe in black anyways but you know those are you get desensitized to it after a while very much over and over and over again um, knife crime but then um which sort of paints it i'm listening to you it's like it's a it's a major it's a big issue that definitely need um we've got knife crime now i haven't got the exact numbers off my head it's going up it's hitting similar levels to when it was like mid-2000s or whenever when, and there's obviously an issue there that people don't wake up um wanting to go and to go and have crimes or stab people and do this and do the underlying issues socioeconomic issues is behind all of these things and issues nowadays um just anyway to hear your motivation um you know what to do to go down the, or to go down the path you're going down now actually even them times there when you're younger see and you went to study ethics philosophy and economics right yeah, yeah. yeah and then happened there what was the transition from that entrepreneurship it's only a huge transition because Jets are kind of just about understanding the um and under really kind of the world works. Uh, for me, like when I started it myself, I might be interested in good. And at the time, it's like you know, do PPE. So I was like, oh, I'll do. Um, but <laughs> but in much a case of like the closer I got, the more I realised that 
it, like politics isn't on the mood of the moment and get done is just it's you know you just the, the thing that happens to hit the public conscious mind that you'll have the chance to do something oh, amazing you'll be in the history books like you changed the country key shame do, do you know what I mean doesn't suit my person first of all um and it just doesn't feel like effective route um to kind of be working on something where I can be the issues that I care about all seem as kind of left up to serendipity and all right so after you where did you went to Kenya when did you go to Kenya was that during university or it was just after, so I graduated in, in the summer of 2015 to Kenya in September, and I was before Christmas. Um, I'd heard of this program like a year before, um, and it was just all about entrepreneurship. It's only a huge transition because Jets are kind of just about understanding the um, and under really kind of the world works. Uh, for me, like when I started it myself, I might be interested in go. And at the time, it was like, you know, UPP. So I was like, ah, oh, I'll do um, But in <laughs> much a case of, like, the closer I got, the more I realised that, it, like, politics isn't on the mood of the moment. And get done is just, it's, you know, you just, the, the thing that happens to hit the public conscious mind that you'll have the chance to do something oh, amazing. You'll be in the history books. Like, you changed the country. Key? shame do, do you know what I mean doesn't suit my person first of all um and it just doesn't feel like effective route um to kind of be working on something where I can be the issues that I care about all seem as kind of left up to serendipity yeah. and all right so after you where did you went to Kenya when did you go to Kenya was that during university or it was just after, so I graduated in, in the summer of 2015 to Kenya in September, and I was before Christmas. Um, I'd heard of this program like a year before, um, and it was just all about supporting what was called like informal entrepreneurs um, in Kenya, which really just was the equivalent of me just being for three months. And But it meant really learn a lot, what it really takes <clears throat> to start a business um, and to run a business. And how a lot of it is just having, just being like, I've got an idea, so I'm going to try and, you know, it's completely fine. Let's take mm -hmm. those learnings and, and, you know, start whatever it is. Um, obviously, just understanding things like, you know, customer feedback and like ways you can get the word out and all the different straight through and, and, and all of I had the idea for Jan that summer, like before it was really a case of like, I really wish someone would start that. Like, is that, is that <laughs> yeah. so? Someone, someone needs to know about the fact they can do it. And then back from Kenya, I was like, maybe no one is seeming, no one looking at things the way that myself and my gram. No one seems to be uh, the same way. Maybe it should just be us. Maybe it should be us. And really, what's the one is that um say no they're not here for it and then be awkward but at least we have a fun story interview do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool that's sick my wife went she oh, went yeah. oh, when did she go it was before I met her but probably met you actually and she went maybe after actually she went to Kenya and uh, doing the same sort of thing working with entrepreneurs informal entrepreneurs etc and uh, she was talking of changing experience that was for her I think it's just being there and working people like that and they proper go get her attitude but I'm just gonna, if it don't work it don't work I'll just move on to the next here maybe i can have a tendency to overthink things which is why i don't overthink you want it to be perfect you want months and months and months and sometimes kind of perfect under most of my when you release it, people don't even love brown dirt 
it doesn't really matter really is who you are and what you stand for yeah. um, it's quite quite inspiring isn't it them kind of being in a different environment like that yeah 100 yeah. percent. and i think it's just a cultural i think yeah. it's like not as i mean but not as many owned businesses or were just projects that i knew like at the time of business i could not tell you in my social circles <laughs> like mm. and find them like it wasn't it wasn't something that everyone was just doing now there's been a bit of a culture shift so it's it's not as daunting to say this is what I'm going to try yeah let's talk about jamie yeah so you've you've come back with a new dose to start this business up what was it the challenges did you have when you're starting it as well um what was it like start? it was up in the sense that like in my okay, rather than trying to do everything break it up into maybe after actually she went to kenya and doing the same sort of thing working with entrepreneurs informal entrepreneurs etc and that. she was talking about changing experience that was for her i think it's just being there and working people like that and they proper go get her attitude but I'm just, if it don't work it don't work i'll just move on to the next here maybe i can have a tendency to overthink things which is why i don't overthink you want it to be perfect you want months and months and months and sometimes perfect under most months. when you release it, people don't even love brown dirt and it doesn't really matter really is who you are and what you stand for yeah. um, it's quite quite inspiring isn't it them kind of being in a different environment like that yeah 100 yeah. percent. and i think it's just a cultural i think yeah. it's like not as i mean but not as many owned businesses or were just projects that i knew like at the time of business i could not tell you in my social circles <laughs> like mm. and find them like it wasn't it wasn't something that everyone was just doing now there's been a bit of a culture shift so it's it's not as daunting to say this is what I'm going to try yeah let's talk about Jamie yeah so you've you've come back with a new dose to start this business up what was it the challenges did you have when you're starting it as well um what was it like start it was up in the sense that like in okay rather than trying to do everything break it up into paths so rather than being like right i've got this idea can't carve black owned businesses and this has been and so therefore i need a website and this and that and the other i was like hey the only thing i need to do right now is to find some busy interested in working with me if businesses then it's a non-starter there's no point mm-hmm. any further so that's just calling around and um i had some conversations with people uh, and it introduced me to other oh you should speak to this person because the business owner knows other business owners. um and and finally like, it got to a point where I was like okay feedback from these guys that does what, what I think I what I think it should be what I think that it is from work so then I was like right next thing let's do social media so first so I've got one side of the equation I've seen that there are some businesses that are interested let me see, find some potential customers see if they're interested I focused on that and then I was like I cut out the website so I very much did it like and I got positive reception then got positive reception and then I was like okay now it feels you invest a bit of time and resources in but I did it in such a rush I don't I try not to have regrets I regrets that I was in a real rush to get it out because I was afraid if I start I stop I won't start again so I tame momentum and, and get it up and get it which meant you know I went from first phone call with a business owner on like April and then we launched in, in August so that's like four and a half months pretty quick <laughs> zero to it was the most basic things. I oh no, I said it to the degree that I wish I had myself more. That I, you know, if I stopped, don't worry, because I think launching was so basic. Obviously, had been so little time. But on the he looked at it and be like, but we had that people could feedback on very quick. We've had a lot of feedback, so we've always mm. live. Like we're adding features rather than it, us being like I'd be like is this, and then 
you know we, it's just kind of like wing like we've always had customers and and partners who have been like, we don't want that why yeah. we want this <laughs> you know mm-hmm. or, um but yeah it was a, it was a real whirlwind getting everything up and running and then had like a launch party which was amazing put the invite out on twitter I thought it'd be really cool um and then the launch i was like right <laughs> so, uh, yeah building that community at first from scratch from scratch scratch so building that initial customer base as well what was that like just use social media to be honest i think for, um because we had such a and because what we were doing so in um people started to fairly early on and april and then we launched in august so that's like four and a half months pretty quick <laughs> Zero to yeah. It was the most basic things. I oh no, I said it to the degree that I wish I had myself more that I, you know, if I stuck don't worry. Because I think launching was so basic. Basically had been so little time. But on the he looked at it and be like, but we had that people could feed back on very quick. We've had a lot of feedback. So we've always built live. Like we're adding features the, rather than it, us being like, I feel like is this and then you know, we it's just kind of like wing, like we've always had customers. And, and partners who have been like, we don't want that. Why yeah. we want this, <laughs> you know? Or, um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a real whirlwind getting everything up and running. And then had like a launch party, which was amazing. Put the invite out on Twitter, I thought it would be really cool. Um, and then the launch, I was like, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, building that community at first from scratch, from scratch, scratch. So building that initial customer base as well. What was that like? Just use social media, to be honest. I think for, um, because we had such a, and because what we were doing, so in, um, people started to fairly early on and they were intrigued by what was, you know, most depend, it didn't, regardless of like, at the time towards what we were trying to do like i understand you know i understand kudos to you even if they were like I don't about this topic i get why um and for a long time if people oh yeah you know i, I have a discount card blah, blah, blah. And, oh the orange thing <laughs> the look is like that's how people knew that was probably one of my biggest strokes of genius orange is a brand color oh, the orange <laughs> thing. um but authentic and i was really keen on building personal relationships through to what we were trying to do is not corporate at all. It, it, we were from the jump we were quite candid about things, open. Uh, we were quite we were kind of fine to make mistakes, which I think they were they were they would allow mistakes, which I think was great. Because I think sometimes when you give that kind of old like that kind of make it seem really corporate really quickly, same way. Um, and so I think like, obviously building it out loud and being really genuine and whenever anyone bought from us, whenever anyone on social media or left us a comment or anything, we were happy. I think that just kind of had an emotional connection, not just um, mission, what we were trying to do, organization as well. What have you learned about scaling the business along the way? Oh, it's just so painful. <laughs> it is so, and it is the worst. I just say that because it's like, you know, when you're running, you're doing your day to day, and then obviously you've got that your long term. But when you're sat that middle, it's like such a friction because you really need to stop what you're doing in order to get to the next. So hard, and for us, we went through a huge during the summer of twenty. Um, oh yeah, and and the Black Matter movement when it really resurged. And for us, we had started building a lot of the foundations because we 
the business model that launched the marketplace ahead of them. And so we were actually really from a tech standpoint, we're all over the place. It was like that six week period was the time of my life, I think, because from a personal perspective, it was incredibly emotional. But then from a business hand, orders had to say she capture it. We were going through like mm-hmm. growth of uh, compared wow. to like, but like operationally, I was up morning like every day trying to sort respond to people like it was just like chaotic and it took a long time it was it, especially because like the t- um hiring at the that um everything was I've got all this stuff and I'm still trying to like conduct into mm. the organization as well what have you learned about scaling the business along the oh that's just so painful <laughs> it is so and it is the worst I just say that because it's like you know when you're running your you're doing your day-to-day and then obviously you've got like your long term but when you're sat that middle it's like such a friction because you really need to stop what you're doing in order to get to the next so hard and for us we went through a huge during the summer of 20 um, oh yeah and and the black matter movement when it really resurged and for us we had to building a lot of the foundations because we the business model that launched the marketplace ahead of them and so we were actually really from a tech standpoint we're all over the place it was like that six-week period was the time of my life, I think, because from a personal perspective, it was incredibly emotional. But then from a business hand, orders had, to say she capture it, we were going through, like, mm-hmm. growth of uh, compared wow. to, like, but, like, operationally, I was up morning, like, every day trying to sort, respond to people. Like, it was just, like, chaotic, and it took a long time. It was, it, especially because, like, the t- um, hiring at the, that, um, Everything was I've got all this stuff, and I'm still trying to like conduct into. Mm. <laughs> I was trying to, when can you start? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it's, it, it, yeah, it, it's growth, but it's also like you really need on top of that change. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess when you're some percent growth, like that's in one month, you put a bit of strain. <laughs> Honestly, that number is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. It is a horrifying. <laughs> yeah, support been like since I know with when it comes to Black Lives Matter. They're in business or on the way in that Black Lives Matter movement uh, or getting loads more attention. It's died down. So it's you. I mean, yeah, it's always going to happen. Do you know what I mean? And I knew it. I was like, we need to make sure we absolutely, it's going to die down. Like the moment Love Island, something mm-hmm. like that, like, you know, predict what's going to happen in the future. Absolutely. Like we need to capitalize as much as possible. And I was saying that like you we need to make sure like this is it's amazing that all these sales are coming through right now but make sure everyone needs to make sure their operations their marketing stuff is sorted so that was attention naturally like you're still part of the ecosystem so that when they think oh some i, I, I want to buy goo treat myself to a facial a well there do you know mm. what i mean like for, for yeah it's definitely percent growth every month <laughs> like, <laughs> the, you know we are in a very similar position position to where we were maybe a few months after that, um, which is something which I think I love. And in some ways, actually, we still regret. One thing I will, I will certain big businesses is that it absolutely has not died down. For some of us, we've got some brand partners, like how how can we do more? Like, tell me what more can be done. Still there in some really important room, um, which is, which kind of goes, goes back to my theory of public support. Um, and when as individuals, we read things, there are people in the right, there are economic uh, organisations with access to economic resources that are going to do the work on an, every, on an everyday basis. There's a stark example of that. There's a massive difference in someone's mission 
or what they're doing, Morgan, because people who would support for a few months, uh, percent growth, and then jump back off when the story comes along in the news. And that's what you and the team are doing and we are about in your mission. Really, I'm not as cynical as that. Like, I don't know what, what our experience was. More like, people care, I doubted, that people care about, um, they care about the things that are going on in America right now. They care, uh, people, um, they cared about George Floyd. They care every month <laughs> you know we are in a very similar position position to where we were maybe a few months after that um which is something which i think of and in some ways actually we still regret one thing i will i will certain big businesses is that it absolutely has not died down for some of us we've got some brand partners like how how can we do more like tell me what more can be done still there in some really important room um which is which kind of goes goes back to my theory of public support um and when as individuals we read things there are people in the right there are economic uh organizations with access to economic resources that are going to do the work on an, on an everyday basis there's a stark example of that there's a massive difference in someone's mission or what they're doing Morgan, because people who would support for a few months uh, percent growth and then jump back off when the story comes along in the news and they have work you and the team are doing and we are about in your mission really i'm not as cynical as that like i don't know what what our experience was more like people care i doubted that people care about, um they care about the things that are going on in america right now they care uh people um they cared about george floyd they care they care about ukraine people about these things but a lot to get people you know people also have business also have you know, fan, it takes a lot to kind of get and regular actions towards those initiatives, like towards all of those initiatives and also the clip because, you know, because, you, because you're Ukrainian or because you exist and things like that, the more likely you be reminded constantly, um, which is why, that's why, you know, for instance, black people do tend to, you know, black businesses and things like that. So it's not, it's, for me, it's not, they never saw anyone on the bandwagon not because um i'm gonna do it as a trend people really kept they were everywhere and everyone was talking about it and they're really forced to it but when it's not time that reminders of how it's like if you because there's one thing being like i'm gonna jump on the bandwagon hashtag but people were spending crazy and you don't do that do you know what i mean so then do you feel like august should do more to whether it's like a black or another world issue organizations are supposed to do more to make sure that these in the forefront of people's minds i mean that's all that's literally what organizations do but all that it's like that's why every time you turn on the tv or there's a you know, what's the one red cross right like even jammy that's the things make people care all the time that's, mm-hmm. do you know what i mean hey yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Let's do a team, yeah, and build the team. So you that your sister's part of the team now, yeah? In that uh, period of high growth, same time. So you've been together now, I'm assuming. Oh, no, so I was just going to say, what was it like you ever led a team before about leading a group of people? Um, you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like, yeah, I, I've always like, I've led groups, I kind of manager before, but I... I'm trying to run the business as winning people. Me personally, I, I didn't like it. I think I was a great manager for some of the people that we worked with. Um, I tend to get it. 
and people who are like internally driven and things like that so um and like I can easier for me to manage or it's very easy for than people who are kind of more like uh, can you tell me what to do so I just don't I just don't um I, and I found it so stressful and I found myself shy even actually because Asians do but all that it's like that's why every time you turn on the TV or there's a you know, what's the one Red Cross right like even jamming that's the things that make people care all the time mm-hmm. that's, do you know what I mean hey all right cool let's talk team yeah and building a team so you're that your sister's part of the team now yeah in that uh, period of high growth same time so you've been together now I'm assuming oh no so I was just gonna say what was it like you ever led a team before about leading a group of people um you don't like it <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like yeah I I've always like I've led groups I kind of manager before but I am trying to like, run the business as winning people me personally I, I didn't like it I think I was a great manager for some of the people that we worked with um I tend to get it and people who are like internally driven things like that so um and like I can easier for me to manage or it's very easy for then people who are kind of more like uh, can you tell me what to do so I just don't I just don't um I, and I found it so stressful and I found myself shy even actually because I tend to manage and I was like I've got something um especially because like we were still scaling managing people uh, on top of that so I hate it <laughs> <laughs> all right so then are you working like what's the word like have you got a bunch of type people on your team now that you don't what I ended up doing was basically like having like working more with freelance um and outsourcing things more those people tend to be more on it to tell you exactly what they've done uh, to be like okay well ta so I realized for me that's actually the better route because what's happening uh for me to properly manage uh different like departments and, and all of um all of this stuff and yeah. I just had to be like yeah <laughs> i'm not doing a good <laughs> no it's, it's about recognizing recognizing what you like what you don't like and basically and that's a form of working yeah what's next ask me this and i'm always just like i don't know well i obviously for us because we have a mission or why that keeps us going so for like um we obviously we do the do kind of uh a lot of workshop service and um where people need us to be where us to be we'll go where the feels like the customers are going so we probably needed at the time pick up products to touch to all of these things um especially uh you know we just come on like um experience they needed to kind of get out and, and there was just no black british representative at all um now you know there are more and more either pop doors popping up um which to put uh black products in the forefront also kind of like the core of their concept um for us we're kind of like a few other things to kind of towards the end of the year to support makers um to help them kind of overcome a lot of the face in growing a business and then also just like being in in um for customers to shop with um so that's like so that we are working on a moment it's just like i'm not sure kind of come out first um, yeah Cool. That's all. So, looking back at your whatever business or anything like that, what would you say has been your lowest low? 
Mahaya is definitely the first pop up, a million percent the first pop up. Uh, it was something that I had kind of like, uh, it felt like, because I've been like, oh, wouldn't it be amazing to do like a pox pop shortage? And then like three years, <laughs> was like, hey, do you want to do a pop up? Oh my God. And you know, seeing at the time pick up products to touch to all of these things, um, especially, uh, you know, we just come on like, um, experience they needed to kind of get out and, and there was just no black british represented at all um oh you know there were more and more either pop doors popping up um which to put uh black product in the forefront also kind of like the core of their concept um for us we're kind of like a few other things to kind of towards the end of the year to support makers um to help them kind of overcome a lot of the face in growing a business and this then also just like being in in um for customers to shop with um with. so that's like the, so that we are working on a bone it's just like i'm not sure kind of come out first uh, yeah cool that's all right. so looking back at your beva business or anything like that what would you say has been your lowest low my high definitely the first pop-up a million percent the first pop up uh, it was something that I had kind of like uh, it felt like because I've been like oh, wouldn't it be amazing to do like a pox pop shortage and then like <laughs> three years was like hey do you want to do a pop up oh my god and you know seeing Jack come to because obviously we're a site really mm. seeing it in the physical and seeing it in a space that we entirely own a marketplace or something and that was incredible like that for me was look what happens when you keep going like working like every dream you know you just have to think in its own time things like that um i think that was definitely my lowest low i think i think it was it was last year and particularly particular that's happening um but you know stuff happening around the time of july had, we were working with pinterest we had a show we had a huge modeling off that we'd had to push back a few times on uh, easing. And it was the first time we'd ever done a marketplace this big. Um, and, there are f- and we also had this collaboration with Clear Channel to um, provide out-of-home advertising. And so that named, in that same month, I was top 25 black entrepreneurs. So it was my greatest month. So much. It was so chaotic that I get end of it like I just kind of burned out like this is all going on um like I can me personally I'm looking at every single thing that we're doing oh this isn't working and that's failed and no one else can see it like only me when it was like you know yeah you've been an entrepreneur to watch I was like I don't want anyone to watch anyone to look at me right now things are falling and that I was just crying because it was just essentially it was like you know, three lockdowns in, I'd gone through that 2000% growth and scale. We had worked nonstop. Like I said, I was like, we need to take every opportunity that we don't know when, you know, this train is going to stop kind of thing. Or um, off all of these huge initiatives that never in my life would I ever dreamed would be working things. And it all, I was like, I, I just hadn't had a holiday or anything. It just all got too much. It was when I was just like, that then working needs to stop me. Is there any fuse to have another month like that? um no there's not there's not i mean i just wouldn't have another month like that yeah <laughs> like, i make sure that every out more um i think also i have there's something about the way i frame the way i define success in my head that um you know i've kind of 
uh worked on in like internal monologue to make sure that you know getting that that thing oh you know like was obviously an honor and so there was something in that that I needed to work um to have no one else can see it only me when it was like you know yeah you've been an entrepreneur to watch I was like I don't want anyone to watch anyone to look at me right now things are falling and that I was just crying because it was just essentially it was like you know, three lockdowns in, I'd gone through that 2000% growth and scale. We had worked nonstop. Like I said, I was like, we need to take every opportunity that we don't know when, you know, this train is going to stop kind of thing. Um, off all of these huge initiatives that never in my life would I ever dreamed would be worth things. And it all, I was like, I, I just hadn't had a holiday or anything. It just all got too much. It was when I was just like, that. then working needs to stop me. Is there anything you was to have another month like that? Um, no, there's not, there's not, I mean, I just wouldn't have another month like that. Yeah. <laughs> I make sure that every out more, um, I think also I have, there's something about the way I frame, the way I define success in my head that, um, you know, I've kind of, uh, worked on in like internal monologue to make sure that, you know, getting that, that thing, oh, you know, like was obviously an honor. And so there was something in that that I needed to work, um, to have worked on. So that, that would never happen again where I have all of this, haven't had a holiday of years at that point and I hadn't had any kind of those, all of those, none of that should ever happen again. I think like my kind of, in how I deal with that stress, I think has changed. Yeah. So how do you define success? Um, well, I think for me, so before I very much define success by, I suppose, external kind of like, numbers uh, numbers and views and and pr that things were basically i could just mm. i could encourage they, they weren't in my control and after that i realized that um first of all they're not in your control sense <laughs> to to define success really success is more about you giving it your all and understand going your way why haven't they and what could you do to emphasis on the could because things differently and just realizing that, like, I have so much is that um, I need to get hung up so much on the next. Um, I should really just take it or leave it. It's not that it's not going to define me. Like things, mm. you know, I was on ITV, which was great. It was amazing that I've been on BBC. I've, been, I've you know, all of this stuff. So I did great. And I was so proud of myself and about it. But also... I, I just, I didn't want to much as an achievement anymore because it's like things. Um, and then actually it's time to look for success mundane things now. Mm, mm, yeah, no, that's, that's, that'll definitely take that on board myself, that channel monologue. Um, more things, that's really cool. All right, Sachin, before we go into some quick fire questions, do you want your legacy to be? A legacy? Um, <laughs> funny, we talk a lot in Germany about legacy and what I want my own <laughs> to be. Um, I don't know. I think, I think I want people to be in, or to look at my life and be like, oh, really and truly you shouldn't let stop you from achieving your dreams. Kind of just see what can happen. You don't know what, um, if you believe in you're passionate about a certain cause in any way, any, um, because the, the kind of, the Carlia that all the way back dream done now and the things that we're working on but didn't really 
think it was possible I obviously I was deluded as we said but you know I hadn't I didn't have a path to get there I just kind of was just like I'm sure it will happen and because I believed what I was trying to do that's how I was able to person was paying me and I was so proud of myself about it but also I, I just I didn't want to much as an achievement anymore because it's like things um and then actually it's time to look for success mundane things now Mm, mm, yeah no that's that's it i'll definitely take that on board myself that chat on the monologue um more things that's really cool all right so Jim, before we go into some quick fire questions do you want your legacy to be legacy um <laughs> funny we talk a lot of, in jammy about legacy and what i want my own <laughs> to be um i don't know i think i think i want people to be in or to look at my life and be like oh really and truly you shouldn't let stop you from achieving your dreams kind of just see what can happen you don't know what um if you believe in you're passionate about a certain cause in any way any um because the the kind of the carlia that all the way back dream done now and the things that we're working on but didn't really think it was possible I obviously I was deluded as we said but you know I hadn't I didn't have a path to get there I just kind of was just like I'm sure it will happen and because I believed what I was trying to do that's how I was able to person was paying me any attention or people weren't let chat to me um to be honest I think even if I hadn't had all this great oh you know been on what or whatever I would still be pushed um like that is probably my legacy to be I don't know <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's that. Really, really good. Good, some quick fire questions, yeah. And Mark, uh, ten questions here. Okay. They see you. They get a little bit more tech on, but whatever comes to your head. Right. <laughs> cool, you good to go? All right. First question. Movie. Lord of the Rings. Nice. Favorite book. Uh, Nineteen eighty four. Name one. No, never get bored of. Uh. All I'm right. literally just saying the very first <laughs> or last last by Burner Boy I just repeat <laughs> cool one meal for the rest of your life what would you pick okay. how do you start um I'd love to say exercise but I haven't done that <laughs> shower <laughs> it's a good way to start yeah. <laughs> three three people that inspire you uh Mad and Jamie's co-founder best advice that you've ever received oh my god the best advice I've ever uh well-behaved women Oh, I love that. <laughs> All right. If you were to dedicate one charitable cause, what would you pick? Uh, a charitable cause uh, with um, social housing. Cool. All right. We're on the last two, yeah? Kindest thing that someone has ever done for you? Uh, said my name in a room when I wasn't. Great. And last one, don't know about you. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> thing. And to clarify that, the general person doesn't leave people close to you, no? Um, uh... Probably, I think don't know that. Oh my god, I'm really. Oh my god, I'm trying to think. Most people don't know that I really like dance or music. Mostly, really like it. But whenever any family world speaks to me, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to this. I'm like, really? Why'd you make it? Cool, cool. That's all good. What's up? Thank you so much. Really, really, really enjoyed our conversation as well. Ah, yeah, so many nuggets. So many gems. Uh, before we wrap up any last words and also wait with you and with jammy if they want to as well so you want to keep up with jammy website is lovejammy.com which is j-a-m-i-i dot and on socials we are uk jammy j-a-m-i-i you want to check them on socials carlia ismay a l 
I A I I N. Had to make sure I did not miss before, <laughs> or I've got yeah. confused. Did I just say? <laughs> um, and what would you pick? A, a charitable cause uh, with um, social housing. Cool. All right, we're on the last two, yeah. Kindest thing that someone has ever done for you. That said my name in a room when I wasn't. Great. And last one. Don't know about you. Uh, oh my god, thing. <laughs> And to clarify that, the general person doesn't need people close to you, know. Um, uh, probably, I think, don't know that the, oh my God, I'm really, oh my God, I'm trying to think. Most people don't know that I really like dance or music. Close to me, really like it. But whenever any of world speaks to me and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to this. I'm like, really? Why'd you make it? Cool, cool. That's all good. What's up? Thank you so much. Really, really, really enjoyed our conversation as well. Uh, so many nuggets, well. so many gems. Uh, before we wrap up, any last words? And also, with you and with Jamie, if they want to as well. So, you want to keep up with Jamie? Website is lovejamie.com, which is J A M I I. And on socials, we are UK Jamie, J A M I I. You want to check them on socials? Kalia Ismay, A-L-I-A-I-I-N. I had to make sure I did not miss before. <laughs> or I've got yeah. confused. Did I just say? <laughs> um, and any friends just thinking to themselves, oh, I have this idea. I just start it. Just promise you, there is nothing bad will ever come from it. It doesn't become what you want it to become. It doesn't kind of blow in the way or whatever. At least you have learned something you have, and you have got a funny story to tell. Interview at a dinner party like that. Like it will, it would change you. I promise. So that is. All right, cool. That's it. Perfect. You once again for coming to the podcast, Kalia. That's it. But for that, our people, this is 1000 Voices. Kalia is main. And for now, we're out. Thanks. okay that was that as always thank you for tuning in it is very much appreciated and if you haven't already please do consider subscribing to us or following us wherever you're listening to this right now it really does help us in trying to amplify the voices of the people that we speak to also what did you think about this episode what did you gain from this episode what were some of your key takeaways from this conversation as always it's always great to hear from you guys so leave a comment leave a review wherever you're listening to this right now let us know what you thought about this the next podcast episode is going to be dropping next week, Tuesday, as they're released every single Tuesday. So if you'd like to see some previews, a few little snippets from that, then follow us on our social media pages at 1000 Voices UK so that you can keep up to date with that before it comes out. The full YouTube video will drop a few days afterwards as well. So keep an eye out for that. But that's that for now. Thank you for tuning in. This is 1000 Voices. And for now, people, we're out.